0: We all have big dreams and these fantasy lifestyles in our mind we wish were our reality. Meanwhile, we watch others seemingly make it happen. I'm Rachel Denson, a farm girl turned mortgage guru, moonlighting as your self-help cheerleader. Together we'll pull back the curtain with intentional conversations and discover how you get there.
1: and welcome to how you get there you're back for week two and can i just say i'm so thankful and glad that you've made time to be with us this week i'm talking to one of my best friends macy and she's coming along for the ride as we go through our 2024 list talk about manifest resolutions ambitions all the things macy and i formed a friendship while she was in college and i was her advisor in our sorority alpha gamma delta before we jump in to the 2024 list, I want to take a little detour into just that, you know, Macy is a living, breathing example of what sharing and vulnerability has done good for my life. Because the, one of the main things about how you get there is that I talk to people like this in real life. As you know. And so I wanted to make a space where we cut through the crap and we actually talk about what's on our mind, what's on our heart, what we want, and actually do something about it. When I look back through my early 20s, most of the friendships that I had were forged with like short-term interest, and you know when you're in college really when you're a child let's even back up beyond ch- college when you're in elementary school when you're in high school when you're in college like when i think back most of my friends were either my mom's friends kids, kids then people that i went to gymnastics with and then my cheerleading friends and yes after countless hours together We did forge a deeper connection beyond just like the sport, but it was probably 85% about that gossip, whatever were like the, the woes of our immediate life that, you know, 16 year old woes, they're, they're heavy. (laughs) You don't have that luxury as an adult. You, uh, anybody that you talk to, I'm sure, like we're all busy. We all feel like we don't have enough time. So the only way you nurture a friendship, especially the way you forge a new one, is by just digging into to the real stuff and being vulnerable with somebody. And Macy, we jumped into the deep end of sharing because when she was, she was the new member Officer, and I was her advisor. And we were live, she was living a very similar parallel to me about trying to figure out like what she was going to do after graduation and everything. And at
2: different times,
1: yeah. And I was, I, one of the first times I think we like when we really started bonding was when I told you, I was like, do not dig your heels in to not go be with Tanner. I like made myself leave for a job that I was excited about six months before that, but then by the time I left college, I was in love with Chad. I didn't want to be five hours from him. And we had not even dated as long as you and Tanner. I mean, you guys were what you know, y'all y'all knew you were gonna be together. It you you
2: I don't think we were engaged
1: no, anymore. you weren't engaged. And that was the whole thing. I was like don't be hard headed about insisting you're engaged to go or to even admit that you're going to go with him, like admit that you were along for the ride and like somebody has to take the back seat sometimes. And I mean, also while this was happening with you, wasn't that like right when Chad was starting to take his job?
2: It was. Yes. And that's really, I think ultimately how we connected because I'll be honest, I'm just a super blunt person. And so like Rachel said, I am really vulnerable with a lot of things and I do kind of just cut to the chase because if you're not forced to be around somebody, how else are you going to learn about them? Yeah. So I feel like I really do just dive in and I really confided in Rachel because I, I looked up to her and she was one of the very first people that told me, you don't have to listen to what people tell you to do. You don't have to listen to you're an independent woman. You can do this. You don't have to move wherever he moves and I knew at the end of the day, it didn't matter. I wanted to be where Tanner was. And I'm so glad that not only I listened to my gut, but to Rachel, because here I am married, what, three years later? And without some of those words and just trusting myself in her, I wouldn't be here. So I'm so thankful for that. And honestly, like Rachel said, being vulnerable and cutting to the chase in adult life to build relationships, it's a must. You can't, you really can't form a relationship unless you work with someone yeah. in adult life, unless you just expose yourself. Yeah. And well, maybe not expose yourself, but. <laughs> Two things.
1: One, not only do I hope how you get there is a place for somebody to listen along, communicate back with a community that we make that people feel like if they don't have it anywhere else, they do have it with, with how you get there. They, they can talk to me in a community. They can talk to other listeners, you know, that they're inspired to do that. But also I hope that they take this and they listen to how you and I talk and feel brave enough to say it, to say it first. Because I think people think, well, nobody really, like, they don't really care. They don't really want to know. But I think that if somebody starts, usually somebody will reciprocate. So that's one. Two, I felt a unique privilege and honor to sit there when you and Tanner were exchanging vows that they personally wrote. And Tanner said, I'm going to get emotional. Tanner said that hit like one of the biggest things that he said to you was that he like he was saying I knew I loved you when this. I knew I loved you in that. And then he said I knew I loved you when you said just tell me when we're going or like mm-hmm. I and I'll be there when he had to go to Ohio because I knew I, I like <laughs> proudly played a part in encouraging you to like be that girl because I just, I felt like you were my do over, you know, like I didn't get one, but it was like, do not. And it it goes totally against too. like, I know what we both like biblically stand for of it's like, you say you want to marry this guy. Like somebody has to be the person, like we should both be honoring each other and putting the other one first. Like, you know, we say like, you think that you like, you know, you should be preparing for marriage before you're like, you should be acting like you want to as a spouse before you're a spouse. And you have to like, and honor him and let him, let this be his time especially like for people that nobody knows well I hope nobody some people know because I hope some people know listen to this and know you but you work from home yes so it's not like you were like giving up this thing
2: of your own well at the time I didn't actually at the time I couldn't once I finally decided I was going wherever Tanner was going we didn't know where That was. Oh, yeah. yeah. At the time, we just knew we would be moving within a quote unquote day's drive, which ultimately ended up being an eight and a half hour drive from home for both of us. And at the time, I didn't work from home because I thought, you know, struggling with things like anxiety, having a not a dependent lifestyle, but really thriving on interaction with people, that working from home would not be good for me. I'm happy to say that. I was wrong better. (laughs) Yes, it's absolutely better. But, and you'll see that a lot in my list later in the episode, but a lot of the things that I will talk about do have to play a part in working from home and how to make myself better. But like I said, at that time, I didn't know where we were going, but I'm so glad that I went. Yes. And, and then ultimately we have ended up moving from Ohio to Southwest Indiana, which has brought us a lot closer to home or initial home. And it all worked out. And,
1: you ended up being two hours from where Chad's apartment for his, where he stays when he's working out of state is. So I got to go with
2: Macy when she found her wedding dress. Cause we went in Michigan where nobody else was other than the two of us. And they say like, where, where did you get your wedding dress? I'm like, oh, it's kind of a long story. I was in Michigan. And they're like, what? And I'm like, well, you know, remember I lived in Ohio. It was somewhat close to Michigan. And they're like, oh, okay. Okay. And this was kind of something planned, kind of off the cuff. And I did not really expect to get my dress that day. So Rachel was (laughs) the only person with me, but I'm so glad it worked out that way because I mean, ultimately I did get to show like my mom and my sister and those things before my wedding day, but it was just so special. And like one of those things that you look back on and really cherish. I'm so glad we got that memory together.
1: Okay. And then Macy is here because we are talking, I, so The next segment I've titled is how you get there's word of the year is pivot (laughs) because last week. So while you're listening to this, if you're listening to this close to close to when it is live, January one, I had two episodes drop and the one of them was a resolutions reflection episode with just me. And when I recorded that. It was November 30th and I was sitting down it was like a Saturday night and I knew I wanted to do that and I was going to write out my 24 for 24 list live not and and just kind of document the whole process. Well then, part of my process is reflecting back on my other list and kind of, you know, getting my mind right and like looking at what I had scribbled away, you know, for to, th- to think back on. Well, 55 minutes went by and I was like, darn, I got a whole episode. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do a part two. So I tried to do a part two the way that I thought, and it just, it didn't feel right. And I also just like, I was in the mindset to start thinking about 24 for 24, but I wasn't as in as I guess I necessarily even thought I was when I first started recording. And it's just crazy to think we're sitting here almost 30 days later and how much has changed with how you get there in so many layers of how you get there, like in the production of it, my thought for my, my manifest for where it's going, how it's all connected in other parts of my life, like so much has changed and it's hit me that. How you get there is like nurturing a small little baby that it's, it's waking up in a new world every single day. And like the milestones are plentiful and not far apart. Like there's so much growth happening. There's so much changing. And it's just like the second that I get the hang of something, something else is probably going to need my attention. I'm going to decide to pivot on that. And so like we're sitting here and it's a perfect example of that. I thought 30 days ago that that was the best way to do that. And then it hit me. What I asked you four or five days ago, it hit me. I'm like, Oh, Macy, I need to do this with Macy. She will like be totally on board. I thought I was going to have to convince her. She was like, more honored and excited than I ever could have anticipated. I'm just so glad you're here. So before we get more into our words of the year, because that's what we're going to talk about, we're just going to like go high level real quick and talk about just resolutions. Yay or nay, there's a lot of thoughts. Macy, tell me like before you did this, where were you at on resolutions?
2: So personally, I don't think resolutions work for me. I am a questioner and I really don't thrive on accountability. I do something because I want to do it. And I, for some reason, feel like this New Year's resolution idea has always kind of been a dead end street for me. I start out thinking I'm going to be so strong and I'm going to do this. And then I get to the end of the the road or the cul-de-sac and, and that is where it ends because I didn't have this drive to want to do it. I only created this New Year's resolution at the beginning of each year because I thought I wanted to do it. And truly, there was no fire under me to do it. And I'll
1: add in there. So Macy is talking about the four tendencies as a framework by Gretchen Rubin, who I've already talked about on the podcast a lot. If you want to look at... The four tendencies you need to go to gretchenrubin.com i think backslash four tendencies and it will tell you more but real quick short explanation is that four tendencies is a way to only look at like one small piece of your personality which is how to you do you react to expectations both internal and external so a questioner only and greatly responds to the internal expectations. So like what Macy is speaking to, if she has got to be convinced into something before she's going to buy in, she's not necessarily going to follow rules that she sees as arbitrary because she's going to go with her logic, her understanding, her her internal expectations before she's really going to probably do something. I am an upholder, shock, not shocked. That I think the slogan is like "rules are my freedom" or something like that. Yeah. I'm botching it, but you get my point. I respond readily to internal and external a- a- accountability. So, like, I am good about I, if somebody tells me a rule or if they expect me to get something in by this date, I won't question it at all. Sometimes, almost to a fault, when I should maybe use some of my own. Since before I just do, it. just do it. So yeah, so my uh, when Macy was trying to tell me, she was like, I've never really done a resolution. I'm like, do you think they're arbitrary? She was like, yes, that's exactly what
2: I think. So ultimately, like Rachel said, I just don't really have a reason to keep doing a New Year's resolution if I know every year it's not something I'm going to follow through with. But what's your take on a New Year's resolution?
1: Well... For our listeners who've listened to my last episode where I strolled down memory lane, I've been doing this for a long time. So I'm a big resolution person, but I guess I will say this list is going to sound different than years past because I really tried to focus on putting things that were more one time task not like 24 resolutions. Like I really tried to be intentional about I've got a couple of things that, uh shocker, I went overboard, that are on the back of my sheet that are more of what I would call my resolutions for the year versus this list. And so I think that it's, and this is why I love the list, because I totally agree. Resolutions do not work for a lot of people, especially if you make these grand resolutions with no plan, but I also am excited. I love the list, and I've already given my spiel, like I said. So I'm not going to repeat too much. But one thing that I was thinking about earlier is that neither of us said, we neither of us need external accountability. You don't do better. With exercising when you have a workout buddy, any because your logic is what makes you decide you want to exercise, not like, Oh, I feel bad, Rachel wants to go to the gym today. Like, that doesn't do it for you, and it doesn't really do it for me either. Like, I just am gonna really ultimately do something because I want to do it. Or, like, when I do hard things, sometimes I have a hard time relating because somebody's like, Oh, how did you like the, how, when I've read it, the whole 30? How did you do the whole 30? It's so hard. I'm like, well, first off, I read the book because people want to do the whole 30 and don't read the book. And I'm like, that's the rules. Why did you not read the book? Duh. And people look at me like, you know, I'm, yes. Or like I'm unhinged because I'm like, you need to read the book. I still, that is a hill I will die on nonetheless. But so I wrote down not accountability, but camaraderie because I've never made a list and really shared it with a friend. Definitely not shared it with a bunch of people and really, tried to keep it like on the forefront of my mind because I would put it like I would tape it by my desk and I don't know about you but do you have you ever heard of nose blind no I haven't like on the Febreze commercials
2: oh okay yeah I was thinking like I don't I don't know but not that (laughs) okay yeah so
1: nose blind just in case to recap like if you if your house smells like dog and you smell it every day like you don't smell the dirty dog well I would get like I would just almost stop seeing it because it would just sit there and I would never revisit it because I had nobody else that was super interested in my real life. Like I would listen, I would think about it when I would listen to Gretchen Rubin's podcast, but like, I wouldn't sit down and talk about it with somebody. So I'm really excited to have not only with you in person, but also like I want to connect with other people doing this. So any listeners that feel encouraged to make a list, like share it with me because I want to know other people's. And like, I want people to ask me because I will say I am an upholder. So I do respond to external accountability, maybe not as much, but I do respond to it. Like I do think it will help me think more often, oh, I need to look at my list. Like, what do I need to do next? So that's it in a nutshell. But let's start
2: with our words of the year. I've gone. I want you to go. Tell me about your word of the year, where you got it, all the things. Okay. So I think you'll understand my word a little bit more once we get into some of the things on my list. Um, But I mentioned earlier that I work from home. So this plays a big part in that. The word of the year for me this year is structure. Structure plays or I guess lack thereof plays a big part of my everyday life because every day looks a lot different for me when I work from home. And structure is something that I personally thrive by keeping up with. That's a lot of what is on my list this year. I love this because so
1: Joel, my producer, when we were deciding, Macy and I are going to alternate going back and forth on our list. And we were deciding which way should we do it. Joel was like, you need to alternate because then your audience will like, probably your audience is going to see themselves more in one person than the other. So like they will continue to hear from the person that they feel like they connect themselves more with. And I'm like, listen to this. I'm like, Joel, I'm so sorry because I'm pretty sure like we are so similar that not, not much there, but I really still hope that somebody can take just what a grain of it and apply it to their life. So I'm not, I'm not discounting that, right. but I just, because I hear you say that. And I just am like, I, Me. yes, I have said those almost those exact words, but no, I, I get you on that. Well, and on that note, my word of the year is Rachel. I love <laughs> so I came up with it because there are so many things that I need to just realize, like, I've got to trust me on, like, I've got to trust Rachel because I'm a rule follower. I'm so easy to get sucked into seeking out the rules to seeking out the advice from the expert. Like that is a part of who I am. Like, that's why how you get there exists because I loved being the consumer. I love listening, you know, listening to podcasts that talk about things I care about, whatever, but there's always, there's a limit to where I've got to trust me in that I know myself better than anybody else knows me. I know what I want, how you get there to be better than anybody else knows what what it what it's going to be. I know my mortgage business, my book of business, what how I want to grow that better than anybody else and like I can very easily get to like information overload. And what I noticed in 23 is like I got into like hardcore analysis paralysis of like, Five different directions. I tried to take a social media coaching class. I tried to grow my mortgage business. Like I started, like pushing into like three new markets. I started. I wanted to start this podcast. I did start this podcast. I did. You know, I'm doing all these things. I'm trying to listen to all these people tell me, "Well, this is the way you're successful. This is what you just to do." Blah, blah 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 blah. And it just was like I felt I continually felt like I never was doing enough because everybody has twenty ideas. And I'm one person.
2: You can't take on all 20.
1: No, you can't take on. I don't, I don't, you know, I couldn't take on one from each. Well, probably. And it was with a good intention because I was so fired up about what I saw I wanted to make. And I felt creative and in control in a new way with my business and in my, with my life for the first time, maybe ever. And I just don't even think I knew what to do with that energy. So I thought, okay, I got to learn before I do anything. And it's like, no, I just sometimes you just have to jump in and you just have to do. Right. Yeah. I just have to trust Rachel. And that goes into also like, I got to take care of Rachel. And like, so instead of trying to say, because structure is a huge thing for me, like, I know that like routine is my freedom. I think that's the same. And that speaks to me so big. Like I could go on and on just about that. But also I know that like I serve, I serve myself well by like, you know, doing what's important to me, which I've already gone on about people know what's important to me. Um, so I'm not even going to like redo those, but cause they'll, they'll reflect in my list. And so I just thought, you know, is a way to execute the confidence that I feel about listening to myself, taking care of myself, believing in myself. I'm just going to say my word of the year is Rachel and I'm going to break all the rules
2: and be be wild. <laughs> I love that. But I think that's one of the things that really kind of speaks to what we talk about a lot is how can we be better for us and what would make me better today? So honestly, I think that word is perfect for this year. What's number one on your list? Okay. So first I want to preface by saying that my list is in no certain order, um, So starting off, the first thing I have on there is to have at least one sober month in 2024. So honestly, um, I don't think this will be very hard for me. And that's why I put at least because I think I might have multiple. The only time I really drink is in social settings. So maybe if we go out to dinner with friends or if we're on a vacation, but I never just enjoy like a, a drink. Like I drink only for social aspects. Uh, So I think this will really be an easy task for me, something to mark off at the end of the year. I love that. I have so much to say, but I think we'll have to come back. And
1: what we talked about that we want to have maybe a quarterly review and revisit that. I think that everybody that uh partakes in alcohol just as like a cultural norm would be served well by that. And I agree that I think for you that's like a easy win too. Right. Okay, number 1 for me was and I will say this one was intentionally put first because this is one of the few things on this list if not the only thing, that is a start every day with dot, dot, dot. Because I told you I'm really trying to get away from like letting this, li- letting this list be full of like hopes, fun, things I want to, you know, enjoy. Not like a mar- my marching orders, for lack of a better word. But I said I want to re- start every day with reading the Bible before I read or listen to anything else. And I think even if that means opening up my Bible app and only reading the verse of the day. If I'm running late and need to do something, but at the same time, when I really admit it to myself, like I get really sucked into books. So like here lately, I'm like hardcore into, have you read fourth wing?
2: No, but I've heard of it. Oh my goodness. I I have heard that it's really freaking I crazy. am
1: I spent a long time
2: maybe I need to do maybe I need to get back
1: into it's it. been a long time since I've been so sucked into a series but I'm on an iron flame now but I hate to admit but like the second my eyes open I'm like mm. can I listen to my book while I make my coffee and I'm like no because reading getting into the word and reading the bible and starting my day off with such intention it's almost like my I don't want to generalize this too much, but I know just enough to be dangerous of like antidepressants or something that like people say that like, the 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 positive effect is like long-term taking them. Like you start feeling really great and people say that like they feel like, oh, I feel great, I don't think I need this. But it's like, well, it's because you've been taking it for so long that like that's why you're feeling good. And like they may not notice the next day that they don't take it, that they feel bad. But it's like 15 days off, 10 days off, five days off is like when they're like, I don't feel right. And it's like, well, no duh, that antidepressant was doing something. My time in the word is like that. Like I may not notice, some days I do, I may notice a second, like three hours in the tone of my day is different, but I definitely will know the rhythm of my day is different after like five days of just like trying to jump to whatever it is that I want to get to that is worldly, that is of this world, whether it's a book, whether it's my job, whether it's making myself look better, getting myself ready, coffee, caffeine, whatever it is. So that's that.
2: I love that you intentionally have that first on your list because, and and I guess I should say more, I love how you have it worded because uh, over the what, many years, I have done several different devotionals, read my Bible at different times of the day, all of those things. And I f- find that I feel the best when I do it first thing in the morning. I find that I start my day that way and then I live in that way and it reflects instead of... Doing that at night because I've tried that, or doing it maybe on my lunch hour. And I really, truly just feel the best when I do it in the morning. So I love that. I think it's going to work amazing, and you're going to be so glad that you did it. Number two on my list, there's a little bit of backstory to this one, but number two is to redo my honeymoon. So I got married this year in September. To even give a little bit more backstory than that, I'm a pretty healthy person. I am pretty conscious of what I eat and drink uh, and put in my body. And I went, after we got married, we went on our honeymoon, we went to the Dominican Republic and we were about two days in and something was not right <laughs> with my body. I was having some severe abdominal pain. I was experiencing a lot of things that were not normal for me. And the first day I thought, you know, maybe I ate something. Maybe that's what it was. And, you know, I'm wreaking the habits of that. And then by the second day of sickness, I realized, this is not normal and so i told my husband you know we have to go to the doctor on the resort so we go to the doctor and the doctor there she told us you know you you have to go to the hospital like you're not okay but she couldn't tell us what was wrong she basically thought that maybe i had some kind of parasite and so my husband and i were both like all we've ever heard is you should one never leave the resort and two that a hospital in a different country can be very expensive because they do not accept insurance so we were like okay well where is the hospital and she was like it's 30 minutes off the resort and we both immediately said no and she thought we were crazy rightfully so so we go back to our room i suffer a little bit longer for the rest of that day than we i ended up it just keeps continuously getting worse. I am in like the most pain I've ever been in my entire life. I told my husband.
1: Is Tanner freaking out? Oh.
2: Tanner, well, to be perfectly candid, at, at the beginning of that day, I thought I ate something. I had food poisoning. So I made Tanner go enjoy his day. So okay. Tanner had, had several. He partook in vacation activities. So Tanner was, was not sober he he, (laughs) um so he was definitely worried about me but he (laughs) he thought too that i had food poisoning but we go back the second time to the doctor because i had told him no like something is really not right we gotta go to the hospital this time and he was like okay okay so we get to the hospital well first we go back to the doctor they get me to the hospital We did lots of tests at the hospital in the Dominican. They want to admit me, but we had that night changed our flight for the very next morning. And so I had to sign AMA forms to leave the hospital. And we fly back the next morning. I am still in severe pain. I'm throwing up. How do you
0: get to the airport?
2: To be so honest with you, Rachel, the night before we left, I woke Tanner up in the middle of the night because I was in severe pain. And I said, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I need you to pray out loud that we make it through this tomorrow, that we can get back to the United States. And so he did. And I will fully give the testimony to this day that that is why I got home. And that is how I made it through the day. Because not only did we did not have a direct flight, we stopped at multiple airports. It was literally miserable um so
1: did you get a wheelchair
2: oh no no because they i did not have a wheelchair or any like kind of expedited services because they had told me if you appear sick they won't let you get on the plane so i was having to act or so i thought i needed to act like i was fine but if you look at a picture of me i was far from fine
0: i can't believe
2: i didn't know about this i'll have to give you more details
0: But like in real time, I, I Oh like yes. you to how ill you were.
2: Oh, it was miserable.
0: Like survival
1: mode because usually like we're close enough that, I mean, you usually tell me
2: anything like pretty big.
1: Yes. In real time.
2: Yes. I was, I'm a person like, I hate to even say this, but I'm on my phone a lot because that's how I connect with a lot of my people. And I, I that was the last thing I cared about. Like, I felt like I, I, after I realized something actually was super wrong with me, I was like, I have to focus on like breathing and living. So needless to say, our honeymoon got cut short. I, we got back to the US. We got home. I did have to have uh, emergency surgery to have my gallbladder removed. That was the issue, which is I've never had any issues before, but 100% <laughs> I'm, I'm, ba- I'm back. I'm back and better. To redo my honeymoon, which we are in the process of planning, um, we are not going back to the DR. Where are you going to go? I think we're going to go to Jamaica. That'd be good. Number two, and much more in (laughs) the less anticlimactic
1: number two, get through my nonfiction book stack. So I've got a stack from 2019, 2020, some some on Audible, some on paper. But I, like I told you, I've like started, which I talked about in the other episode, I've really picked up reading this last year again, and I love it. And I love fiction and I love like being able to escape in a book, but I really want to make some more time to actually get through these other books that, like I say, I I really do want to read them
2: or listen to them. So that is a big part of my list too. You'll, you'll see some of those things pop up later. I'm excited to get some recommendations from you from that list. But my number three is to journal every weekday. So a lot of the journaling that I tend to do, I like to write down what my prayers are. Um, I feel that it's really motivating for me to look back on and to see If I'm growing in those ways or if the people that I'm praying for are seeing fruition come and and those things just make me feel really good. So to write them down. Also, I feel like gives myself an accountability to keep continuing to do that every day. I
1: love that. You know, Gretchen Rubin's other, like they have a new year's trio. It's a 24 for 24 list. Then like the, the journal. Okay, yes, today. it's right. 24 for 24. And that can be like, right. Two There's to four, two four minutes. minutes. Yes. I saw that today. Yeah, that's good. I've never, never been a journaler. Like I've tried and tried and I just. I can't, but I'm glad for you, but you, but you already do that, right? So it's like, you're leaning into something you're already
2: doing. That's the thing. I do it, but I don't do it on like a daily basis. And I wake up every morning before work and I want to make that a part of that routine, but like you're leaning into
1: something you already enjoy. I like that. Okay. Number three, stay signed up for a race and always be training for real. So I, the hands down the most, the best I've ever been in. Well, I shouldn't say the best running chip I've ever been in, but like, cause I was, I did orange theory fitness when I lived in
2: Illinois. You know that I have an orange theory.
1: I know I'm so jealous. (laughs) And I was real, I was in really good 30 minute running shape then, which has stuck with me because I can still crank out half an hour run and feel like real good. And it's, I mean, it's like clockwork though, Macy. It's like by f- 38 minutes, I'm like, whew, because it's like, that's how much endurance i built up. And I, and I have at least been able to keep that for like four or five years now versus, only doing my half marathon training once. So it's like, no wonder, like I probably, like I was telling Chad, I probably have only ran longer than 30 minutes, maybe 50 times. I bet I've ran over 30 minutes or less thousands, you know? It still sounds like a lot, but in comparison, it's like, well, no wonder, Rachel. But because of that, I'm always more intentional when I'm, and I love, like being signed up for a race does something for me, whether it's a half or a 5k or whatever, like, and I love racing. Like I like the people there. It's funny when you go to a race and you're like, huh, these are the people that wake up and do 5k's in the morning. (laughs) But like people are happy though.
2: Like nobody's usually there grouching. It's actually so funny that you say that because honestly, you've inspired me to like, pique my interest of running not that i am going to do that i can't commit myself to that yet but i have an interest and this year i actually said to my sister we should sign up for a 5k turkey trot and she had a baby she just had a baby and she looked at me like i was literally insane and i was like okay i guess i didn't think this through but needless to say like i think you're right being signed up for something Helps a person like an upholder or a questioner because it's not a personal or, or someone giving you an accountability, it's like something you gave yourself. So, I think it really does put you in a position where you want to do that because it's going to make you do better.
1: Well, and I will say though, you also are definitely leaning towards upholder because some people like sign up for a race and don't care at all and like can walk away, but that's like the rule follower in me. I'm like, no, if I sign up for a race. I'm going to be there. Now, I'm not saying I necessarily am going to train like I always should, but by golly, I will be there. But you know, racing and running has get opened my eyes to like, when you love a hobby, if you can be around more people that do that hobby, you're in this micro community and you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't know this existed. I feel this way about running because when you go to races, you see the same people in your regional area because they're the same people that are like traveling like within an hour to an hour and a half max for a 5K because they don't care that it's 45 minutes away. Like they want to run a 5K on Saturday morning. They don't just want to go out and run. They want to go to the 5K. So like I see the same people every year at the Turkey Trot. I'm like, oh, this is my time of the year. I see them at the Turkey Trot. Hello. But then when I rode bicycles one time, not doing, that's not my jam, (laughs) but I rode bicycles. I went and the one time I did a 20 mile race.
2: (laughs) Okay, that seems like a lot, but it is different when you're on a bike, I think. But you're so right. And that makes me even want to do it more because it creates a community and it, it gets you in front of people where you could create a relationship. It doesn't
1: feel so big. It doesn't. Because that's when I went with these bicycle people, I was like... There is a whole world of bicyclers out here that I had no idea. And I'm like, no wonder they ride around in packs and people get angry at them. Also, another detour, like after you get on a bicycle and you're on a main roadway, you understand why those people want you to share the road. Now, I'm not saying there's this one guy that always rode his bicycle on the road to Southwest Elementary during school traffic. So you got, I know exactly who you're talking about. (laughs) we're not going to say. But yes, because like so I'm not saying like use your common sense, but I, I all the time like I get it. They like are riding around together and having fun and like I before I thought Gear Up and Murray like how do they even stay in business? And then you go to this bicycle thing and you're like, "Oh my goodness, there are all these people that need bicycles and you do bicycles like you do your car. Like you have maintenance and like also, if you like the bicycle, like you're gonna have a nice bicycle compared to like the huffy at Walmart, you know. And so we got on a total
2: tangent, but I I will have to share a bicycle story with you later. As you can see, Rachel and I get get carried away, but to bring it to reel it back in, uh, my number four is to read twenty four books this year. So at kind of Rachel's, you know, on a similar thing here, you know, we both do really enjoy to read. I really enjoy reading books and escaping. Like she said, it gives you just something to enjoy. And it's sort of a hobby that I really want to dive back into because I haven't read in a while. I love it. Getting started is the hardest part. Right.
1: Number four for me, podcast every working week. So I have gotten some batched podcasts built up to where I have Like I don't have to record every week to stay on track, but I just think that one, I enjoy it. And then two, hopefully as the audience grows and we understand what more people are interested in, we can kind of start to curate and, you know, selective, like feel like we've got some selective choice about creatively how we're going to structure things and I don't want to and it's just like honestly like I've learned with my mortgage videos of if I don't get if I don't have a habit of doing it every week it's going to be four weeks and I'll realize I haven't done it at all so for me it's just easier to build it in but I did say working weeks because I absolutely am going to make sure I give myself free pass on vacation
2: as you should my number five is is to spend more time outside. And I picked this one because this is almost embarrassing to say, but I will let many, like, I will get to the end of a day. I'll begin get, getting ready for bed and I'll realize I didn't even go outside today because I work from home. So, and you don't have a pet? No, I don't have a pet. That's a whole nother story. We're getting there. I'm gonna manifest. We are getting that. should Be on my list. But I I really get to the end of some days and I'm like, holy moly, I haven't even gone outside today. How embarrassing. You're not alone. That's all
1: I was going to say is like, don't be embarrassed because you're the one brave enough to admit it because I have a dog and I'm like, oh my goodness, the only time I've gone outside today is to let the dog out. And I don't even necessarily work from home every day. But that's another thing. That's like one of those low grades that I don't maybe notice two days of no intentional outside time, but seven days, like even my mom, she's like,
2: you are a like, and I know I'm a grouch. I mean, I just, that's so true. And that that's the reason I put it on my list is because the sunlight literally does something for you. It, it, it's it time. makes you happier. It yeah. makes you healthier. That will be done this year. There's no exception to that one.
1: Well, and just remember, there's no bad weather. There's only bad clothes. Amen. So you just bundle up and get yourself outside. Okay. So number five, make a pot on one of those wheels.
0: I love it. Because I, so
1: I go down rabbit holes on, I don't use TikTok as much as I use Instagram, but Instagram reels of the people um, that are farriers that, you know, that shoe horses and uh, cow's feet.
2: No, same feed.
1: <laughs> okay, so I get sucked into those. I don't want to do that though. So, I'm, no. but I do get sucked into like it is the most soothing thing watching people make those pots.
2: Have Have you gotten on the videos where they create them and then they ruin them? I hope you don't find your way there. It It's not something that the t- type of people we are enjoy. <laughs>
1: no, I hope that doesn't find me either. But you know. So I want and like I remember, do you remember on Mary Kate Nashley? I love Mary Kate yes. Nashley. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. They made those pots and their hands got all messy and it looked so fun. So I'm gonna go find somewhere to do that. I don't like I don't even need a class.
2: I don't I think you should start your own class.
1: No. <laughs> I don't need one more hobby. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> this needs to be a one-time thing. Right. Just get my fix and move
2: on. Okay, so number six for me is to save money in place of a future car payment. So for those of you who do not know, I still drive my very first car and I, some days I act like it's the worst thing in the world. And then I would never admit this to my husband, but he's got, but I am really thankful to not have a car payment right now, even though, you know, I think we could afford it. It's, It's one of those things that it's not something that I need to have because I work from home. So what's the point to have a car payment when I'm not really utilizing it all that often? However, eventually our lives are going to change. Our family is going to grow. I'm going to need something other than my 2004 Camry. I just want to be able to start saving like a true monthly, like take away something from my monthly paycheck, put it aside so that I I can comfortably live without that. And then it will eventually go to a down payment for a future car. I love it. You know,
1: and I think that I talked about this in that episode before this one, you haven't listened to it yet, but I was there. But anyways, so I talked about how I put on one of my old lists that I wanted to pay off my car because I think back to, we were talking offline about money can be such a Touchy subject. Having it, not having it. How you spend it, what you do with it. What's responsible, what's not. And I was kind of just admitting, you know, I said I wanted to pay off my car because I honestly thought that that's what I was supposed to say I wanted to do, but I'm like, "Mm, no, because like I'm living within my means, and I don't mind my car payment. I have a great interest rate. It's better than unfortunately most people's house right now. (laughs) Um, It doesn't like the paying interest. To not, to have what I want and to also not, like, I'm a big cash is king girl. Like, I'd rather, like, pay you interest on within reason and keep my cash if, like, something detrimental happened, but also have my nice car. But I have a friend that she doesn't believe in, they don't believe in car payments. And she said that it was a, and, like, I liked this thought, though, because she technically... Like, even if you didn't mind to have a car payment, when you have a good chunk of money saved and you look at a vehicle and you're like, I would not give you all of this for that. Like, that's your gut that that car's not worth it. That's all I was, you know, so just,
2: I guess, an antidote to your... Well, Tanner also does not believe in car payment, So he told me I should take that off my list. But I was like, we're being realistic in 2024. So I'm keeping it on my list. But I agree that I you think you put that down because you thought that's what you should have put down. Whereas what you could do is maybe put some extra money towards your car instead of paying off the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, or just like, I'm going to do me. And like, I just, I guess I'm going to admit, like, I feel like for a while and like this, how you get there, I mean, I'm slicing through my own onion, just like I'm telling people I'm slicing through theirs because like, I don't want to come here and not be who I am and I don't want to come here and also like only talk about the stuff I'm like quote unquote proud of and like make it be a bad thing. I have a car payment. Like I guess I just, it's like I'm not here. Yeah. Like kiss my butt, Dave Ramsey. I mean, I don't know. Like he doesn't know me like, you know, (laughs) I guess. Number six, finish mortgage playbook and execute. So basically I have a new game plan for how I want to approach growing my business. And I'm calling it my mortgage playbook. It basically is helping me like how I've thought about, you know, you don't run like people like sports teams, don't run plays without having them them written down. Like they know what they're doing ahead of time. They've memorized the plays. Like I'm trying to operate my business more that way, not by flying by the seat of my pants. So like, I'm thinking about, okay, these are the things I do every month. These are the things I do every week. These are the things I do every day. You know, these are different ways like I can pick of how do I want to grow and blah, blah, blah. So I want to have all that in one place. And also like I'm being more efficient. I'm making like templates for myself, things like that. That is the one business item I let myself put on here. But I know that it's like it is truly it's another like Rachel thing. Like it's really more for me than trying to be like, well, I'm doing this so I can grow so I can be the best mortgage officer ever.
2: Right. It's helping. It's giving you that structure and routine. (laughs) It's giving you that structure and that routine that people like us thrive off of. And that ultimately makes you feel better as you and not just in your job. So I like that one, even though it is business related. So number seven for me is to wake up in time for breakfast, journaling and Bible before work. Rachel is a morning person. And she thought I was for a long time, but I just am not. I'm I appreciate myself for getting up after I do it, after I've been up for maybe like 20 minutes. But it it it's hard to get up for me. I okay,
1: this is something that you're gonna hear about on the podcast because I call myself a morning person in the sense that I love I after I'm woken up, I love Like, to me, the fact that you wrote that down there makes you a morning person. Okay,
2: good. I I
1: think you're a morning person. I think that you, once again, we're very similar. I think that you were like me. We're like, and I'm sure everybody else, but they don't want to wake up maybe early. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know other people. I only know Rachel, so I need to quit speaking for the world. But you were like me of you, the getting up part. But... It is so much harder to wake up well, even when you have somewhere to go, because I was gonna say when you like don't have to go somewhere to work, but even I'm not whenever I had to be somewhere to work at eight AM every single day, I still woke up at the last minute that
2: I knew I could like figure it out. And I don't wanna be that way. That is that is exactly why I put this on my list because a lot of times if I don't have to be up for something like specific, I will wait to uh, the very last second until I have to get out of bed. And then I put myself in this place where I have to rush and I feel uncomfortable and I don't like that. So I need to stop putting myself in these uncomfortable situations. And that is one of the ways that I'm going to do that. We're going to end up coming full circle to this on,
1: on my Manifesto for 2024. I think that's what I call the whole shoot match. Okay. Next one on me is have a Rachel weekend getaway and and quote unquote. So I just want to like end up treating myself and going to do things that I think that are fun that like go to Nashville and go to Orange Theory or like I've never been to like a Barry's boot camp or like I like trying a new fitness class. Maybe this is the time I'll find a pot to or a wheel to make my pot, but I want to just take a, like a little, a little rendezvous with myself. I put bachelorette like ish because it's like, you know, I think that's something similar only. I just want to do it for me. Don't expect other people to do it with me or for me and just celebrate
2: me. So that's what I was going to ask. Is this something you want to do alone or you are like open to other people going? I don't think I've gotten that far. If you go to Orange Theory, maybe I need to try it. But also, if you go to Nashville, you need to try True Food if you haven't before. It's so good. Is it a restaurant? Yes. It's um like us. They have healthier options, and you'll really like it. Number eight for me is to create my own cookbook. So I am really excited about this one because cooking is something that I love to do, not only for like myself, but Love to cook and host people. So I find myself trying different recipes, trying all these things. But my problem is that I try these recipes and I change them and then I don't write them down and then I forgot how I made them. So I have started keeping track of them, but like in my phone or like on a random piece of paper that's in my junk drawer in my house. I want to have a place where I can collectively go and remake something because it was so good the last time I made it and not have it be different every single time because I can't remember how exactly I changed things. Have you ever used a little recipe box? Well, so that's kind of like my idea. I want to either do something like that or put it all in like a binded book. I
1: was thinking about also like a binder with those lam, like those little sleeves that like from the nineties that you slid stuff in. No, I'm not talking about laminating. No, no. Okay. Like
2: that, but it's it's like
1: yeah. So actually, I'm going to ruin my own surprise probably because I don't know if I'm going to see. My book club friends before this. Well, I guess I'll know if they listen to my podcast or if they don't, but it's okay. I'm not going to be mad for the record. I am making us a book club binder where every month is going to have one of those things. So we can put like just normal printer paper in it because we're going to do stickers and you get to put your sticker on like January if you read January's book. And so that way we can slide it in and slide it out. So like if maybe if you read January and March, you can still put your sticker on there. Isn't that cute? And then we can just keep reusing the same binder, even if we wanted to, and like have all of January's yeah. sheets or even keep like, just put the new sheet okay. in front of it.
2: That's a good idea. And, I,
1: and it's like, I'm not crafty at all, but that is like the craftiest I get.
2: Organizational craft.
1: <laughs> I'm so lame. Okay. <laughs> This one is a little bit different. It's a redo from mini list. Okay. And it's something I learned while I was doing my reflecting because this list, there is nothing on this list that is an outcome. They're all behaviors or actions. Right. So this instead it what it did it used to say, get a deer with my bow, which I didn't spell that out for people, but I guess anybody, city folk, I want to kill a deer with my bow and arrow. It's a compound bow, so it's not like a old school Robin Hood bow. There's it's like has more mechanics on it, but it still is the skill of archery. Right, like you yeah, you look through a scope. Like I'm also not super strong yet. So I'm working on being strong, but because of that like probably at the most I'll get is like 30 to 40 yards distance from a deer and that's really close to get to an animal for them to not notice you
2: struggling
1: <laughs> while you're pulling back the boat yeah. and the hope is that you it's like it just is i didn't realize how much of a craft that all is until you get into it. and that's why i really enjoy it with doing and it's, it's such a great thing for me to do with chad and it is like so
2: cool to see him be excited for me too I think um, I I really love that goal because or that thing to do on your list, because if I had that on my list, my dad would literally go nuts. He would love that. And as much as I wish I could do that, like you said, it takes a lot of strength and I just can't get there. I have tried to practice and do those things as far as we've gotten as a crossbow.
1: Well, and I'm really excited to. Like I, I put practice because that's part of the fun too, is like being able to be with him and do that together and enjoy him. Like he he's a, he's a great teacher. He really is very patient with me. But also I do think, and you gave me a good idea of, I need to be better about recording where I'm at at the beginning, what exercises I'm doing, and hopefully what will happen when, when hunting season goes around. So
2: Okay. My number nine is to get a juicer. To be honest, I'm not sure why I haven't done this yet because this has been like something I've wanted to do for maybe four years, which is a really long time to not do something, especially when I have the means to go to the store and buy a juicer. Like, why haven't I done this? But I think it's because it's something that if I didn't regularly use, I would almost be upset with myself. So I have waited until I could commit to actually pressing juice and drinking it. To buy it. And 2024 is my year to get a juicer.
1: <laughs> you know what, Macy? 2023 is going to be your year to get a juicer because I have. Shut up. <laughs> I'm a juicer for you. I'm so excited. It's a hand me down juicer I don't care. because I, at one point, thought <laughs> I am going to be a juicer. And I have let that go. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I was gonna bring it to so pull imp- it out, but then I didn't have literally
2: time. I cannot wait. You and this is why this is not why, but this is one of the many reasons why I love Rachel Ross Stinson. I'm
0: there so it is. Excited.
1: So I'll tell you we'll go down memory lane really quick. So I was living in Illinois and I was very lonely. By myself. I was like really struggling making friends. No joke about work because I was in ag like predominantly male field in agriculture. And the one friend I had made at work, her name was Maggie. Shout out to Maggie. I we still talk, but she had a young daughter and lived like forty minutes away in a little small town outside of Bloomington. So it wasn't like I was like had that built in bestie that I made work friends. I know. You made a built-in bestie when, at an internship, and that's so fun when that happens. But I just was really bored a lot of time. And, like, you can only go to Orange Theory so much. So it's truly, like, the only thing I did, Macy. I got buzzed one night, and I was sitting on my porch. I, so the irony that I'm, like, buzzed watching a video about the, how beet juice helps her, your heart rate, and it will help you run faster. So what do I do? I get on Amazon, and I buy myself a juicer. I'm like, I'm going to start drinking beet juice. Don't start with beets is all
2: I've got. Okay, so I, I drink juice. I just don't press it. Press it. I don't press the juice myself. So I I do think that beet juice is something that you have to come.
1: I have it in my fridge again.
2: You have to create an acquired taste it's for. It's not good.
1: I think you just get it. Um,
2: but I don't hate it.
1: Isn't that weird? That is weird. That is very weird. I've not broken up with beet juice. I've broken up with making my own beet juice. My beet juice is in my fridge and it is ready for me on January 1 because that is a whole other thing that like, that is one that I just need to pass until like the new year. Like I need the feeling of January 1, I'm doing this with a purpose to get at it. So you can check that off your list. You have a juicer, yes. ma'am. Okay. Number nine. I want, I'm going to, can I do nine and 10 together? Yes. Uh, cause they go together. So I put on one on my last bit, like my last list about visiting close friends and I want to visit people that are closer. Chad working out of town really puts it. Kinking that because I feel like we're always coordinating who's here and who's where. But, anyways, so I put down my two bigger ones. So, which is nine is visit Camille in Idaho. Camille is my college roommate who moved to Idaho across the country and is thriving. She loves it. So, I want to go visit her and then visit Callie in Texas, who is my gypsy loving friend from college that she has always gone and done. Like, she moved up to move to St. Thomas all by herself. She's going to be on the podcast. Hopefully. I hope she'll, she'll say yes. Cause I want her to be, I'm manifesting it. So, but I want to go visit her. She, they built a house in Corpus Christi and she's a dear friend that, um, and I'm a big believer in that when you like are the person that lives in the hometown, you have to be good about like going to see your other friends, like not just assuming that they're going to come back to you.
2: And I think you said that so well, because not only Are those people, they're going to come back here, they're going to come for holidays, but you can't expect them to take time from their family to spend with you. Yes, hopefully they have a little bit of extra free time and you get to see each other and catch up, but going out, making sure you make the commitment to see them shows importance for your relationship. Yes, just the two of you, you know. Yeah. You know, nothing going on. Yeah. Absolutely. I love those. One of the things on my list is actually to I'm kind of skipping over some lines here, but to stay connected better with my people, whether that's going to visit them, because I do live far away from most of my friends, or instead of texting them to call them or FaceTime them because it gives you a better sense of connection. I love that. Okay. Do you want to do another one since I did not intend? Yeah. Okay. So My number 10 is to drink more water. And as cliche and as repetitive as that sounds, like most people say that, you know, like this year I'm going to drink more water. Like I can't tell you how many days pass where I, at the end of the night, when I take my medicine before I get in bed, realize this is the first drink of water I've taken all day. Yes. And not only this is the... Do you not drink water? Do you not drink anything? Nothing. That's you the problem. I don't know. I have always been this way. I will shout out to my mother. I'll blame this on my mother because going back to, oh, <laughs> going back to when I was a kid, my I have an older sister. She drinks so much water and she would drink so much of her water before we, or whatever she ordered before We would get our food and we would go out to eat and my mom would make the claim that you're going to get filled up on your drink. So she would take our drinks away until we got our food. And I think I was just in this habit of like, I didn't have my drink. It wasn't there. I'm not reaching for it. I'm not grabbing it. I go sometimes a full day without drinking anything. And I know that is so bad for you. A majority of people are dehydrated anyways. I probably have, how am I alive? (laughs) Uh, it's hard to make me speechless. <laughs> I
1: can't, I did not know that you did. I don't understand. I the don't second
2: either. I wake up, I'm like, so I've had this conversation with so many people, I'm like
1: chronically thirsty. Yes.
2: And I don't know how to, how do you make yourself thirsty? Because I need to figure it out. I think, okay, this is what I think you need to do
1: advice you're not asking for. I think you need to set a 20 minute timer. Do you have like an Alexa? Yes. Set make Alexa tell you in twenty minutes
2: to get up and drink water and do like a ten second chug. That's a good idea. It's something else that I've started doing, and it's not like I love water. I I really don't drink much. I don't drink many things other than water. But drink. something that I've realized in the past few weeks that's helped me drink more water, more anything, is is to add lemon to my water. I don't know if it just makes me like, oh, this is fancy at home. Like, I don't know what it is, but that has really been helping me. So I'll cut up a lemon, add a slice of lemon to my water, and I'll I'll drink the whole cup of water, which is a huge accomplishment for me. (laughs) I just, I can't. We're going to have to move on or else I can.
1: I just, I'm shooketh.
2: (laughs) I, I, when I think about it, I am too. Okay. Wrong.
1: (laughs) Number 11. (laughs) replant my hydrangea bushes so we had a horrible frost here last like spring it killed a lot of people's stuff but we had made these it was my hydrangea bushes second year they were like little green little buddings on the ground and i should have listened to my mom and covered them and i got busy and i didn't and they died down to the dang i mean they're 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 gone gone. So we've got to replant them. And I, at this point, we are thinking about maybe renovating another house and maybe doing short-term at our current house. So I don't know, like I put it on my list because I don't want to not do it because I'm like, oh, well, I don't know if this will be worth it. Like, no, I love my plants. So anyways, just for what it's worth, I
2: guess. Also, hydrangea is like my favorite flower so i'm so glad you're doing that and honestly i have talked to tanner about planting isn't there a hydrangea tree i believe so yes because sometimes it's like such a huge bush you're like there's no way that's a bush can i also just say
1: that like you say that because i at one point you know you said tanner knows like all these corn things Total aside, I at one point was like the state winner for plant nursery, plant ID in the FFA. And like, it's so sad that I don't I did not retain. Where did it go? It went out the window when I started probably learning about mortgages. I mean, really, I think my brain was like, we need all the space we can get. But it makes me so sad that you asked me that. And I can't tell you for sure. But yeah, no, I think they they do get
2: huge though. Well, I would love to eventually plant one of those. So I'm going to need some tips from you in the future because they are beautiful. I, I Google, I'm like a big, like I will
1: Google, find somebody's blog and read. So I can honestly okay. say that that's what I would do. Okay. They call
2: me. Okay. The next thing on my list is to pick up my house daily. And when I say pick up my house, I don't mean like mop and vacuum and dust and do all those things. I do. I just want to like physically pick up the things that are not in their home and put them up before, whether that's before I go to bed or before I start work just once a day. I want to do that. I feel like it makes, it relieves a little bit of the stress. Outer order, inner calm absolutely Ruben, they're Ruben, yes you. <laughs> she she is spot on she is
1: okay number
2: 12 i want to play pickleball i don't know if i'm going to continue to play but i've never played i have played once and i am not the sportiest person but pickleball is really fun and i know that murray just got or they're in the process of getting some new courts, right?
1: Yeah, there is a, apparently some place that you can go and you can, like, be a beginner at Pickleball inside. And my friend Kimberly has invited me to go with her one night. It's like it happens every week. So this is going to be an easy one to check off my list. I have, like, I have so many hobbies. Like, I don't really need another one, so I don't think it's going to go beyond it. But I feel like this is a cultural phenomenon
2: that I don't want to miss out on. Yes. Okay, so I tried... Pickleball, the first, the very first time, whenever I was living in Kansas City for my internship with my roommate, and it was hard for us because we didn't know all of the rules. We didn't really know the space we were playing pickleball in was a full size court, but there was lots of things around it. And when you're not good at something, and you're trying to keep the ball in an area, it just wasn't working that well. But it is really fun, and obviously, you get better with practice. So starting indoor, I think, will be helpful. The next thing on my list is to vacuum my bathroom at least two times a week. And I know that sounds so weird, but as a woman, you will understand this. My hair is everywhere. And my mom vacuums her bathroom twice a day, I bet. And honestly, after I wrote this and the more I've like been looking over my things to do, I think I probably should do it more than twice a week because I have long hair and it. It is everywhere. Like, if you look at my side of the bed on the floor versus Tanner's side of the bed, like, why is there a hairball on the floor? It's crazy. My mom
1: bought one of those cheap little super lightweight little sweepers. It's oh, like, it's, uh, no, it, it's, pl- hers are plug-in. Oh, okay. But I guess you but you could do a battery-powered one. Right. It, so, it's like not like a full-size
2: size vacuum, and
1: she just keeps it in there. It's not very aesthetic,
2: but... Well, okay. Actually, that's a really like that just struck my brain for a good idea because I have a cordless vacuum that I actually keep in my laundry room. My bathroom leads right into my closet. I need to keep the the cordless vacuum in my closet.
1: Yes, I'm excited to see how this one goes. Okay, next one also pretty simple on my list number thirteen: go to a Zumba class. Uh, one of my previous clients teaches Zumba in town at the wellness center. And I watch her videos and she is just like, it's so fun. I've zoomed before and loved it. And one of the things I told myself I wanted to do more of last year was listen to more music. And then I figured out when I went to Taylor Swift that like Gretchen Rubin has another thing that her like a little self-experiment is like do something as an adult that was fun for you when you were a kid. And I, when I first heard that, I'm like, I don't know what I would do now that I did when I was 10. And then I hit me at Taylor Swift when I was thriving, I was like, Oh my gosh, I danced to Britney Spears in my bedroom to my VHS tape. Duh, Rachel. So I'm and like, this is, it's like a no brainer. I don't know why it's so hard to put together. Zumba would give me so much joy. Like it would just be fun. You can laugh at yourself. Like you're
2: getting exercise, endorphins, you know. I am so excited for you to do Zumba because I have vivid memories of my mom doing Zumba when I was in like late elementary, early, like middle school and I used to think that she was so cool for doing Zumba.
1: (laughs) I've done it before. And I'm so bad that I ended up in the back of the class with my hands on my (laughs) knees. You don't realize how? Crying. Crying. I was, I was like laughing so hard. Like I could not breathe. It's like me and my mom went, me and my mom and my friend Kayla. And I remember we kept looking at each other and it was like, you know, when you get tickled and you know, you shouldn't laugh. And then it just like gets worse. Zumba and some people in the Zumba class that I was in, they were as serious as like yogis. Like you laughing in Zumba would have been like laughing in yoga. They were like, knew the moves and were taking it serious and I was just in the back corner just dying. dying. I think that's the hardest
2: part like I've done Zumba before too it's been a long time but I've done it and I think the hardest part of Zumba for me was always that I didn't like know what the move was and I or the next move I guess I should say and we are those people that thrive on being prepared and having a routine. And so it threw me off, but I think that doing that type of thing that can throw you off and take you out of your comfort zone is really healthy. Yeah, I'll keep you posted on that one. The next thing on my list is to have my cortisol levels checked this year. And I feel like as it pertains to my health, I should probably not be putting this on a list that should be done for the whole year. Like I I should just do this as it's a concern. But cortisol levels play a big factor in stress and anxiety and Mm -hmm. how well you sleep and so many things go into it. And I have a lot of trouble sleeping. I feel stress in unnecessary ways. And I think that maybe I have high cortisol and that could be the stem or the root of some of my issues. So I really want to look into that further. I love that. I saw that on your list and thought that was a
1: really good one. And it kind of goes with one of mine. But my next one is I want to do 30 days of a cold shower experiment. So I have done, there's, and I'm not going to go into it right now. And if you're listening, you can Google it and find stuff. But there is so much information now about on the same note, how cold showers, cold plunges can help reset your c- central nervous system, help your cortisol levels, like lower anxiety, help you sleep better. Like there, I mean, the information it is a, it's resoundingly true that it's, it is a positive impact on your body. And I've tried I've done them. I haven't tried. I have done them, but I've not stuck with a cold shower every morning, probably even longer than maybe like a week and a half. And I would love to do it for 30 days and then evaluate from there. Cause like now I wear my whoop, which another whole nerd nerdy thing, but I'm really being more intentional. I want to be more intentional with using my utilizing my whoop this year and like really logging what I'm doing, what I'm not doing seeing. Cause the same thing about, I just want to nurture myself when it comes to my sleep and my health and like optimally performing. So I don't want to say like, I would stick with the cold showers, but it's just like a whole 30. Like I can commit to something for 30 days and then go from
0: there.
2: I love that. And you're so right. There's so much science behind cold plunge, cold shower, all of those things. I've also tried it before, but I haven't stuck with it because when you're doing it, it's miserable. But I think that's that's what's going to get you past that miserable thing mm-hmm. is sticking with it.
1: I also think it would be less miserable to plunge than to do it in the
2: shower. I was having that this thought Literally this week. And I almost asked Tanner, can we get something to cold plunge in? Well, I think if I do a cold plunge for
1: 30 days and I see like I have constant green recovery on whoop and I'm sleeping better, I'm waking up easier, you know, like all the things I'm wanting, I will feel totally justified in buying a little cold plunge barrel. Because that's the worst part is having to make yourself get in the shower and then turn it over. Yes. And it's like, it doesn't, you're not cold everywhere or like air is hitting you. So like you're cold from the water and cold from the air. And I think I would do a lot better just having to be like, and then it's over. And then you're like officially cold. So anyways, I probably should find a place to cold plunge because I have still to this day, never straight cold plunged.
2: I want to, surely there's like a gym or somewhere that offers something like that. We need to look into it. On my Rachel weekend. Yes. Okay. Next thing on my list is to start taking a good multivitamin. And by good multivitamin, I mean something that is not from like your average Walmart vitamin with a yellow cap. That tends to not be something that's very healthy for you. There's no data behind vitamins like that that are actually improving your health. So I actually today did go ahead and order my multivitamin. I don't know how long it will take to come in. I am using Ritual and all of the ingredients and their all of their products are 100% traceable. I've got questions, but I'm going to wait and we'll talk about those later. Because that's one of those
1: things that I know that there's so much information on. It can almost feel like a little black hole of like so much analysis paralysis. I'm proud of you for doing the work though, to figure out what you wanted to do. I want to make a 300 things list. So I heard about this from Glenda Baker and, um, Tyler Whitman. They have a podcast. It's called Glittering gay. They Tyler Whitman heard about this from Steve Harvey. And it's like, make a list of 300 things that you want to do, want, you know, to accomplish that you just want. And, Once you get like past like 70, you know, you really have to start getting specific and you really have to start thinking big. Like it really pushes you to like really write down and like, let it be a total manifest, you know, like visit the seven wonders of the world, run a marathon or be, yeah, whatever it is, how you get there is number one on. Apple podcast, you know, or like stuff like that. Like you don't have to say you're going to do it. It's just what you want. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because so it's like, I guess in theory, nothing like that, just cause you want it doesn't mean you're going to make it happen. It's going to happen, whatever, but it's just like a activity. I just thought like hearing the way he put it, it sounded really cool. And he was, you know, the fact that it was like, after you get so far in, you really start having to push yourself to be specific and
2: like dig deep and think about stuff. That's super interesting. I'm going to have to look more into that. The next thing on my list is to go to one play in 2024. So I feel like something that a lot of people do not know about me is that I really enjoy theater. Growing up, some of my favorite movies were watching musicals and plays with my grandparents and my siblings. So I remember the first ever play that I went to was with my grandma and my sister, and we went to see Wicked. And it was so good. I I remember vividly. I was so excited. We we had been like looking forward to this for so long. And we get there. I had to sit behind, I'm a, a petite person. I and I was a child then, so I was even smaller. I sat behind someone who blocked my view the entire time. So I was sitting basically crouched in my seat so I could see what was happening. And my grandma felt so bad we went again at a different time. And and I still the play I love like it's just it holds like a place in my heart and memory. So and then my favorite, like one of my favorite all time movies even, is The Sound of Music. And I I think it was for my sixteenth or seventeenth birthday, my mom and grandma took me to the Sound of Music at Fox Theater in St. Louis. And I love that memory because being able to see it in person just like flushed me with childhood memories and I loved it. I love the things that you don't realize like pull out core memories until they're happening.
1: And uh, I love that. I didn't know you loved. I did not know. I learned something new about you. I love that. My next one is choose new, reduce, reuse, recycle items. So I had that on my old list and I, on the episode said, I didn't think I checked it off, but really when I was thinking about it, I, I did, I guess I, but once again, I probably didn't check it on my list What that I was looking back on because it wasn't specific enough. So that's why I said choose one because like a couple years ago, I started only using a reusable coffee filter. So I don't
2: use the paper coffee filters. I have, I just ordered an 800 pack of coffee filters. I'm going to need you to fill me in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will
1: have to fill you in later. It's just this little like firm little basket that you just empty out every day and you rinse out and you put back in. Do you have grounds in your coffee? Yeah.
2: Wait. or, like, residue or like extra grounds that are falling into your cup that you're drinking from.
1: No, I'm gonna have to send you a Snapchat video of how this works. You're right. We'll, we'll table this, but yes. And then, what else? Oh, I keep my reusable grocery bags in my car, and like I hardly ever have to get plastic bags anymore from the store. And any of them I use, I reuse at home to like smother produce or chicken, like raw like raw meats, like chip chippings um like cuttings from meals so like my trash can doesn't stink so i can have a trash bag in longer so i'm not using as many trash bags i think i'm going to go big and i'm gonna quit buying paper towels
2: there is some really cute reusable paper towels
1: there are and i found some that i really want and chad like obsessed
2: with paper towels i think i'm obsessed and tanner would be totally fine if we never use them again My mom only had napkins (laughs) until Chad
1: came around and he would get so mad when he would go to her house and all she had were these little like, you know, they were paper thin napkins instead of paper towels. But anyways, so I'll probably have to buy some for him to use and that's okay. But I'm thinking if he's the only one using them and not me, I'm the mainly, I mainly am the one that uses them. I'm doing my thing.
0: Yep.
2: The next thing on my list is to start listening to a new podcast. And I have a pretty good feeling that I know what it's (laughs) going to be. You're too
1: sweet. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear what you think. Okay. My next one is have another, I'm calling it my off the grid getaway because when we went to Montana this year, my cell phone said SOS, no kind of service, not just because like I didn't realize that when we were on vacation, even if we had Wi-Fi and maybe not, we were out of the country and didn't have cell phone signal or something, Wi-Fi and even spotty Wi-Fi and even Wi-Fi every hour or so is different than almost like 18 consecutive hours (laughs) with no cell phone. And it was so good for my soul. It was so good for me and Chad. Like you don't realize how bad of a routine you get in, like being on the phone in the car, just because we both have a hectic work life. And so we respect it. So it's like, it's not a point of friction in our relationship. Doesn't mean it's necessarily helping our relationship either. I mean, it's almost every time we go somewhere, one of us is working on the phone. We're not just like driving and talking. And so to not only have that removed, but also I'm on my phone all the time. So I'm bad about ending up looking us at like if we're talking, I'll Google one thing. And then before I know it, I'm like down a freaking rabbit hole and I'm not talking to him anymore. I'm on my phone. So having all that removed, ugh,
2: it was so good. So I, we're doing it. I love that. I think you relate so hard to Tanner on that because my dad's has a property where there's a cabin and a pond and all kinds of things to do and tanner actually wanted to have his bachelor trip there so that no one would have service and he loves to go there he loves to do things where your phone literally does not work because he has a job very similar and the fact that he never he doesn't get a break his phone rings sometimes at 10 11 pm and he's picking it up and i just give a kudos to you guys because i am so blessed to have a job where when four o'clock comes the computer shuts unless I have a deadline of course that I'm meeting or something like that but there are times where I think I need to do that too because outside of work when I'm not on the phone I'm on the phone scrolling
1: yeah but like you said I mean and sometimes it's with good intentions of connecting with friends or whatever but still it just is if you don't do it you don't get it you know if it's one of those if you know you know
2: So the next thing on my list is to give one compliment a day. And I really, this could go in one of two directions. I could, you know, compliment someone, a new person every day, or maybe Mm -hmm. the same person a few times. But what I think may end up happening is that Tanner, my husband is going to get a lot of compliments because some days he's the only person I see, but that's totally okay. Because I think nurturing Your relationship with your spouse is something that's super important. And if part of that is giving him a compliment that makes him feel good, I'm here for it. But when you genuinely get to give a stranger, a total stranger, a compliment, that makes my day. Seeing someone else smile because of something you did makes me feel good. And I'll also throw this one out there for you because I know you're like me.
1: You have the people that you follow on Instagram that you like that are popular, It may not know you at all, but like, you feel like you know them because you follow them and like, listen to their stories coming from somebody who does that. It's even, I'm sure if you have a good following, it's does, it feels so good when you don't feel like you're talking to yourself and not talking to anyone. And I know like, if you don't see somebody every day, somebody that you see and something you think that's like a compliment in your mind. Like, don't think that that message may not mean something to somebody.
2: I find myself, like you said, even though I follow these people on Instagram and they have a huge following and they might not ever know that I like their pictures or comment, I still find myself commenting nice things on their their posts and videos because if you look at the comments on influencers' social media, you see so much negative. And I can only imagine if I was reading those things about my own posts. Yeah. I
1: don't. So I need to be better about that. Like if that's awesome that you already do that because I'm the chronic sleuther. I'm like, oh, they're not going to read it anyway. So I'm just not going to say.
2: Anything. I honestly think that when I'm posting it, but I still do it because it gives me a sense of joy too. I love that. I
1: need to take one out of your page, out of your book. Okay. Um, back to health. I want to take an ADHD test there. I'm not going to dig into this too much, but what I've really got to think about is there's a few people like I know, Mel Robbins talked talks about it a lot, but also I was told from one, actually a family member, apparently there's a lot of research that talks about how ADHD goes largely diagnosed in adult women because like their productivity doesn't necessarily falter, like their symptoms are so different because it's like comes out anxiety and like different things. I have had like enough triggers that I'm thinking it would be like, just like you were talking about with cortisol. Like I really want to like do myself the due diligence to just know once in Rachel took care of herself. Like I'm going to just see if this applies to me or not.
2: You're so right. There's so much research on that. And it it's true. I do have ADHD and I have, I didn't know until I was an adult and it was kind of like this light bulb moment whenever I did figure out because those symptoms were being masked as other things or going unnoticed because they are so different from the the child or the male. So I love that you're going to do that. I, I, we should just talk offline about this. The next thing on my list is to take more pictures. As much as I am on my phone, I'm terrible about taking pictures. And I hate that because I find Looking back at pictures like gives you a good memory or like a good feeling. And I went to um, find a picture of Tanner and I the other day to do this little TikTok trend. And I was looking for like a recent photo of us, and we have not taken a picture like other than one selfie since we got married. And it, it, we got married September 16th, and it is December 28th or 9th, whatever day it is. And I was like, that is wrong. I'm married to this man. Like we should be taking more pictures. We've gone out to eat. We've gone on double dates. We've gone to the movies. We've done so many things. Why do we have no pictures? And I just want to be able to like one day show that to my kids and all the things that we did. And I have no proof.
1: Well, just like you were doing a TikTok trend about Macy and Tanner five years ago, you're not going to have anything to do Macy and Tanner five years in the future From now, if you're like, just, I think just life gets away from you. But I also think that we're growing up with social media, like we're in the weeds of it. And I think one thing I'm bad about is that if something is not picture perfect, because that's how like I have been like conditioned to think is the only thing that deserves a picture, because that's how it was like in high school and college, then I don't take the picture and so that's something a couple years ago, I was in the same boat about really having to like decondition myself to let go of that and just take the picture or try to take a minute. I'm still not as good at it as I want. I think a lot about it with my parents and like my family members, because it's the same thing of like, they it may not give me as much, it may give me a, an inchy bit of joy today, but in five years, it'll give me so much more joy. And like you said, it may not just be giving me joy, maybe giving the future generation joy. Cause I know when I
2: was a, and even as an adult, like I love looking
1: through old pictures. Yes.
2: And I think honestly that when you say that out loud, that's why I don't take a lot of pictures because maybe I don't have makeup on, or maybe my hair isn't done, or I I don't feel like I'm looking good that day, or this is so Terrible to say, but like Tanner and I's outfits clash. Like I think about those things when, in reality, in 15 years, I would just so much rather have the picture. Well, I know I'm also really
1: bad about wanting, trying to, I, like, giving somebody my phone and being like, "Rachel, you're gonna accept the photo."
2: I have that, better about that
1: that they take and not try to make everything
2: perfect, perfect.
1: Yeah. Okay. I want, I'm, I'm being very practical towards the end here. Um, I want to go to, to do a well care visit. I need to establish care of the primary physician. I don't like, I just go to the doctor when I need something. And I love my nurse practitioner that I see at our local fast face. She's my friend and, and my aunt works there. So like, they're my people, but I will get an insurance discount. Like, I'll get like reimbursement and like a $75 credit just to go to have like a technical like
2: checkup. You should really do that. And this is, I think this may be one of the things that I have done as an adult that like I'm like oddly proud of. Whenever Tanner and I moved to Indiana, I was like, we're getting a primary care doctor. Like, we're not doing this. You bought a house yes and and thank god that we went and got a doctor because when i made tanner go to the doctor the receptionist was selling a home and that is now our home so we got so lucky thank goodness for having a primary care doctor um, okay so the next thing on my list is to know how to pay all of the bills and that sounds really funny when you first say it, but there's a lot of bills that Tanner pays. And then there's some bills that I pay. And this is kind of a goal for both me and for Tanner, because I want to know how to pay all of the bills that he handles. And I want him to know how to to handle all of the bills that I take care of, because God forbid something happened to either of us, we need to be able to maintain our life and not get behind on things and make sure that things are still being paid. So I think that is a really practical thing and maybe plays into a little bit of all of the worry that goes on in my brain. But I think it, it needs to happen.
0: I
1: love that. I love the practical, easy ones on the 24 for 24 because it just proves like not everything has to be this grand proclamation. It can just be like, I'm getting around to this and I'm writing it down. So I do. I My next one is I want to attempt to read every book for my book club. I love my book club. This is I've only been in this book club for a year. It's been going for ten years, but I got invited um, to join last year, and I loved it. But life would happen, and like there were some books like I didn't even try to read. And this is kind of twofold because one, do I want to attempt to read them? But two, I've already really adopted this, so I can't say this is like a New Year's thing. But I kind of started shifting. This is another like thing that kind of went into hand with like my sobriety. Is like after. I quit drinking and I would think about like, okay, I didn't go buy like a bottle of wine for book club or like, I didn't go buy like a six pack of beer, like whatever. It made me think about, like, okay, why am I freaking out about buying a book to read for my book club? Because I love the public library. Like, I want to be a public library person. I want to use the free resources, but I think too much of a good thing. It's like, why am I, like, I don't, I, back to the whole thing about, like, similar to the car payment, like, I got almost feeling guilty, like, I shouldn't be going buying books that I can get at the library. But if the library has, like, a four month wait and I need to read it for, my book club. And that's the only thing that's keeping me from reading it. Like I've spent $14 on worse than a book. Amen. So both of those things of one, just make the time to always at least download it and attempt to read it. And then two, like I have released myself from the burden of like this big, long contemplation of should I buy the book? Like, nope.
2: Every time I'm buying the book. That's awesome. Um, I need to just to, to like start a local book club for like people my age and like, p- because I know so many people that do read and that are my you age. I think that would be really fun. Actually, my neighbor, she reads. I'm starting it.
1: <laughs> start with just get like, if you can get six girls, you can do six or everybody hosts twice a year. And like we pick months in advance. And then whoever hosts gets to pick the book. And then the week of book club, we all text, like if we know what we're bringing and we come with like a
2: little appetizer or like something. And I'm going to have to, we'll have to discuss more about this and how the book club works overall. Um, the next thing on my list is kind of funny. I feel like Rachel was here when this began for me. There is an app called Fetch. and You scan your... (laughs) It's so
1: serious. (laughs) Like what is so emotional?
2: So there is an app called Fetch and you scan your receipts from any type of purchase and you essentially get cash back or, or free money for doing this. And I do it sometimes, but then I like don't do it all the time. And I feel like I need to either be all in or I just need to quit. And I feel like why would I not take advantage of this free money if I already have the app, if I've already collected quite a bit of points, like I, I need to commit to it. So I, one of my goals or the things I want to do next year is to scan all my receipts, go all in. I love that for you. I also You
1: got me into fetch on your bachelorette party tried to use it for a hot minute it just stressed me out and i thought you know what a 10 dollar gift card for 50,000 points is not worth the stress okay. so i have totally quit my like the, what little points i have expired like back to um you're recommitting i'm releasing and that's okay so my next one is i want to go back to therapy i have like gotten off the therapy train things have been chugging along good <laughs> but one of the things that I think is so important, is kind of like having establishing like a primary care physician. Like the worst thing is to think about ha- if something catastrophic happens in your life and you have to go to a therapist for the, fir- in my mind, I have to go to a therapist for the first time and like unpack all this stuff to even ha- for this therapist to have context right. to help me. So I feel like it's a good thing of like, I want to go while nothing is pressing so I can like get to know the therapist. I can see if I like, make sure I like the therapist, feel like, feel, it out. feel out the relationship, lay the groundwork to like to work on some things. Maybe I don't even know exist. <laughs> then like I have got that established care. So should I need more frequent visits I already feel like I've like done some of the initial getting to know you phase. So I can just jump right in if I have a real problem.
2: I love that. I think that talk therapy is so beneficial. And honestly, this is random, but I am getting my work is getting a new insurance provider this year. So I'm switching insurances. So that's actually something that I'm really looking into for this upcoming year as well. The next thing on my list is to read the book Atomic Habits. Um, I don't know... Ah, Okay. So maybe we can catch up about that after we both read it. I have read lots of excerpts and heard many people talk about the book and it really just seems like something that I would benefit from. So I don't need to put it off anymore. I need to buy the dang thing and read it.
1: I have it on audible. I'm going to listen to it. So yeah. Okay. My next one is I want to have my earrings and necklace made for my family jewels. So I've got three family diamonds that I have been gifted and I have just been holding on to them instead of taking them to be turned into earrings and necklace I can actually wear and enjoy. I've gotten quotes on it. Like it's reasonable to do it. My mom even like let that be a part of like my gift that I've not even like cashed in for like last Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I just need to go do it.
2: I am such a sentimental person. So I love that. I can't wait for you to do that. I hope you send me pictures. And um, the next thing on my list is to get my savings account back to what it was pre-wedding, pre-home purchase. So this year has been a huge year for me. Uh, Not only did we get married, but we bought a house. So our savings account has done lots of up and downs, uh, mostly downs this year. But I want to just see it back to a place where it feels like what an accomplishment. And I'm so proud of myself for having this and, and having that security. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. My, on the opposite
1: note, <laughs> I but I want to get a new credit card for better points.
2: <laughs> I can refer you.
1: <laughs> no, I've, I've had the same two credit cards for forever and I don't use them often and like that one of the badges of honor i probably carry around is like i've never paid a dollar in credit card interest neither have i so i'm all about like but i also think debt is something that's like a like addictive substance like some people can handle it some people can't so to each their own but anyways but i've heard about a couple cards that have really piqued my interest about like that you can get like TSA pre-check or like, there's just, there's a couple that I've been hem-hawing around about and like, I just need to do it.
2: Okay. The very last thing on my list is small, but also not small. It is to decorate my foyer. So we moved into our house in May, I believe. And I have pretty much decorated all of my house. And I feel like my foyer is just empty. Like, not that we necessarily utilize our front door all that much. But for when we do host guests and have people over, I want it to be like a welcoming and inviting, cute, decorated space instead of this white little room that just has a mirror hanging in it.
1: Fair enough. And you're at home all the time. Yes. I think all the more reason to decorate and love the space you're in. Kind of in the same note, I just put user lose subscriptions. So I pay the two biggest ones that I'm thinking of, or I have my whoop That is a monthly or it's an, you can pay for it annual, but it costs money to have it. And then I have my Peloton app and both of those I love, but I'd not, I know as I sit today, I'm not utilizing them like I should. And so I really want to have a hard reality check this year of, and this, I think I worded that I'm, you know, I'm glad with how I worded this of like, use it or lose it. Like we're doing one or the other. It's not bad, good or bad. On either one, but if I'm not going to use them, I don't need, yeah, I don't need to pay for them. So, well,
2: that is it for our 24 for 24. I've loved talking through this with you. I have seriously enjoyed this more than I even thought I would, which I've been really excited for it. So, I just can't thank you enough for asking me to do this with you. I can't wait to follow along in this new journey that you're creating and to see all of the things come to fruition for you.
1: It is really cool and exciting to think about that. I know this is going to be a year that in 12 months, I'm going to look back and be able to talk about a lot that has happened because um, it's been a long, if ever, that I've taken on something so important and shared it with the world and put it out there and just poured my heart and soul into something. So I'm so
2: excited.
0: Thank you, Macy. Thank
2: you so much. Hello. Hello.
0: Thank you for joining me this week. I hope this episode met you where you were at and it's given you your own clarity on steps forward for how you get there, wherever and whatever that is, it is important and your dreams matter. I would love to connect with you personally. You can email me at howyougetthere at gmail.com or you can find me at Rach Ross Denson on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Threads, and X. Will you please take a few seconds to subscribe, rate, and review How You Get There wherever you listen to your podcast? Please know you are playing a part in making my dream come to life. And for that, I am so grateful. Don't forget if where you want to go in the future involves a home loan, I would love to help you find me on Instagram at Rachel Denson underscore MLO to learn from my videos or use the link in the bio to schedule a one-on-one consultation with me. Hope to see you back here next week where we'll keep talking all about how you get there.